stranded and friends talking You'll never know who's on next Creative ideas are brewing From every single guest So listen and learn along, don't worry We're almost done with the song So wherever you're at, put your troubles aside And sit on back, cause here comes Landing Live Well, hello, guys. My name is Landon Harvey. Welcome to Landon Live. Today, we are at the Vent Haven Ventriloquist Convention 2022, and we have the ever-amazing Nina Conti. How <laughs> hello. Are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so I've recently watched and then re-watched Her Master's Voice, oh. which is absolutely... I've. I've been a fan of your work for quite some time, and then seeing this was fantastic because I grew up on these videos of the Van Haven Ventriloquist Convention, yeah. and so seeing your perspective going into this and kind of flowing through it, what was the what was the drive that made you create that? Um, well, that that really came from having a, a legacy of puppets. A, a man I was close to, Ken Campbell, who was a theatre director, left me some puppets in his will. And there's something really like a gift after death is is always going to have some kind of punch to it, you know. Sure. And when it's all these semi beings and they're <laughs> very kind of glassy eyed and looking at you like what now? I mean, that was the drive. It felt like the beginning of a story, and I thought, well, these guys have to go somewhere. And then I got wind of the the Bent Haven um, Museum, and I thought, well, that's I've got to go. I'm going to take these guys there, take them on an adventure. And Ken was always about me sort of doing things on my own. Sure. Not, like not pitching to TV shows and things. Just do what you want and do it now, do it yourself. Uh-huh. And so I thought, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll learn how to use a camera and so wow. on. That's wonderful. So do you use any of his characters that he's passed on to you currently? <laughs> not really, not or have anymore. They either way. <laughs> I mean, who do I have? No, I was just thinking, it was interesting going to the dealer's room here and seeing all those puppets and thinking, I've been lazy in terms of characters. <laughs> I've got my guy, I've got Monkey, and I, I really can't kind of top him. It's hard to start other relationships with other puppets. Sure. It's just a, you know, we all have our favorites. But um, there was the granny, and I still do have mm-hmm. the granny. And I bring her out sometimes. People are always asking for her as well. I, I feel terrible. She's just sort of crumpled in a bag under the stairs. And she needs a, she needs an outing, I think. Yeah. I mean, how you can have a feeling of um, obligation sure. to a puppet is peculiar. It's, right. That's part of the madness has already yeah, started. There's that connection that's there. And then it yeah, summons yeah. you to bring it to the stage. Yeah. What do you think makes a good character? Um... Something about honesty, I think, in puppets, which is great. Mm. They're far more honest than people because they don't have the social mores. But uh, I think when the puppet says the thing that everybody's thinking, that's what I think makes a good character or makes a good puppet. Um, They're not going to let an awkward moment slide. They'll Mm -hmm. call it. Sure. And so for me, that's what makes them different from the rest of us and makes them interesting. That's wonderful. So for her master's voice, how much was pre-planned out versus, you know, you just... Deciding, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there, we're going to film as much as possible, and we'll see what happens. Well, I knew I had in mind that I was going to take a puppet there, um, but I wasn't quite sure which one. I knew I was going to donate a puppet to Vent Haven. Mm-hmm. And I had a notion of some of the things that I might end up talking about in the night. Because sure. um, it, it was always like, in the night, I make these video diaries with the puppets. and because, that, because all the footage just kind of went into my pocket privately, I didn't have to worry about right. handing it over. And I think sure. that gave a kind of liberation to the conversations I was having. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, no, I was in a panic. I set out to make a film and then I remember the convention's only sort of three or four days long and it was halfway through already and I hadn't got anything. I hadn't got any really? footage, no. And I was just in a panic and I remember I got up 5 a.m. one morning and went to one of those little business rooms with a computer in it and sort of wrote out a schedule and thought, come on, you've really got to get with it. This is going to be over and you won't sure. make it. What I, what I love about it is you talk about like the honesty of the puppet on stage. Mm. And there's such an honesty within the film, and such a such a real like just fr- from the point of view watching it as a ventriloquist, mm-hmm. and you know the the struggle and the and the back and forth. And one of my favorite scenes is after you perform on the show and you you kill, you annihilate, and you do amazing, um, and then you're walking back to your room and you're twirling the monkey with your hand, <laughs> you know. And it's just like it's it's so beautiful because you just brought them to life, and then you're just bringing them back and, and on to the next thing. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. There's a, in psychoanalysis, there's a term for a transferred object. Uh-huh. And it's like kids with their teddies, like they can, they can punish them and throw them at the wall or do whatever they want. But should a friend do the same thing? It's like, that's a complete invasion. And I'm a bit uh-huh. like that with Monkey. I don't treat him with any ceremony he's in a bag now you know right. he's always like up there with the lipsticks and the keys and everything there's nothing there's no respect but when somebody says can I put him on and you go oh You're like, I don't know how that's going to make me feel I know I have to work on this but it's going to make me feel weird right right yeah do you think that's something that occurs in every ventriloquist or mostly the the working ones that have developed and gone back and forth with this uh, this character really I don't know. Yeah, I would. You mean with puppets? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's probably. I mean, it's a bit like can I try on your hat, isn't it? It's yeah. it's still a bit like well, you can, but it's not like that, my but a favorite. bit more personal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite yeah. idea. Yeah. Wow, well, that's wonderful. Um, at the yeah, but it was a it was a very kind of important time. Whenever that was. Was the Almost 10 years ago. so was the car scene at all in that film difficult for you or because <laughs> no, you had the... not really no no, no okay no. wow I mean should it happen and that monkey is the only article you know of himself uh-huh. I mean there are others you know we right, know we've right. all got secret duplicates but sure. he uh, yes if if that was the one monkey that totally would be my reaction so I was sort of channeling what my reaction would be when I was a brand new ventriloquist and I'd only just done some gigs but I managed to get a, a job in Austria uh-huh. at a festival and uh, he got lost on the on the plane because I was stupid enough to check him in mm-hmm. and uh so yeah, I I did cry in the in the airport in Austria because I thought I'll never find him again. I I just found him from a friend. I didn't know where to get him in a shop, and mm-hmm. I was like, he's gone now. But that was something really promising. I had a good thing with that monkey, and he's gone now. And it was horrible. It did make me cry. But yeah. then I managed to find another one. But that one never came back. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it was quite hard. I had to phone toy stores. This was before the internet. I had to phone toy stores all around Britain saying, you don't happen to have a little monkey in a safari suit? And there was like one left and I drove and drove and I got it. I was like, oh my goodness, okay, I've got a career again. Wow. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, it would have been like, you know, and they have to do those criminal drawings. I would have had to say, he's like a monkey, but he's not that realistic. I can't imagine how I would have had to design him from memory again. Wow. Well, you know, the film is so great. And then, you know, being a ventriloquist and being part of the community, you know, the film feels like, like a giant, um, 
like an like an inside joke almost because you know everyone that's that goes to the convention. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You so seeing you interact thing. with these people and then seeing the car scene and 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 just the the it's what amazes me is how much emotion you can get out of just the the simplicity of a monkey. Oh, his his you know, face just, so basic. Just him panning to the camera. Oh yeah, right. You know, is is fantastic, and you do the same thing with him on stage, which is which is just beautiful. Is building it up and then pausing and having him. Stare directly in the eye. Is this intuitive, my, my kind of <laughs> manipulation of him? I don't, I'm not really very good. I had a, uh, and also it's very much projection. Once people like the character, they can project sure. sadness, happiness, whatever onto them. And it's just like the slightest glance. But I did, have, I did an audition for Star Wars and had to, really? I had to get meet real puppeteers who told me how to sort of keep a kind of buoyancy and breathing and keeping it like it, it was beyond me and they gave me puppets to try and a, a screen to watch I was like oh, I can't do it just give me that little guy you know? <laughs> it's a real screen wow so, so you talk about uh, projecting personality onto a puppet mm. you know if you were to define Mox what, what is his um monkey's personality is very in the moment Mm. There's not much consistency to it. <laughs> okay. It's mischief. I look at him and I think, good Lord, he's going to say something awful. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> and I very much try not to predict mm-hmm. what it is. So tonight's going to be interesting when I, I uh, do a demo of my heart. There's no script. There's none whatsoever tonight. No script. I'm wow. totally off book these days. I don't do any scripted um, work. So okay. it's it's kind of... A high wire act, and you're, and so I rely totally on the personality that I see in his face, and it's difficult to describe it because he's kind of, he's he's my id or whatever, he's like my naughty side, all that obvious stuff. Right. But he's also my higher mind, mm-hmm. and he's also if he if I push it too far and I'm making him say things that are a bit edgy or whatever, he looks at me like <laughs> I'm not that bad, and you're making me say these things, sure. and you're sick, sure. and you need to work on yourself. Yeah, and then you break the illusion to the audience and you remind them that it's. You're the one talking. Yeah, always, yeah. always. Yeah. But it's when I've gone too far, I just think, okay, yeah, no, Mark, you're right. You're you're better than this. Has that ever happened? Mm, you know, where there yeah. where there's a certain circumstance where you maybe went too far with him? Yeah, he always does. I yeah, mean, <laughs> okay. yeah. I live on that brink, um, and I kind of find that interesting, especially in it, when it's in this unaccountable realm of it not being a real thing and not really being me and it's just saying the thoughts that occur and then managing the situation as you go with apology or with whatever but if it's occurring in my head the things he says there's no way it wouldn't occur in other people's heads it just maybe wouldn't get vocalized and then i think you have to work it out Mm -hmm. um but my aim is never to insult actually so is it is it is it through all of those shows that you become comfortable and just Letting him roam free on stage, yes. and, and I mean, tr- and trusting your your instinct with with the character. I found the dividends of a non-scripted act or, or bigger. Okay, uh, and they're in the moment, and they respond to the room. It also, keeps it fresh, and I don't get tired of doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I I sort of think even something. I, I don't know. Even less impressive lines when they're real and in the moment, they sing out more and they're more likely to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. So I never go write it down and think, oh, I'll do that. Occasionally, obviously, I keep some lines if they're funny. I, mm-hmm. I might do the same thing again, but I don't write down things. Um, yeah, which is a shame, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone. I forget that's, everything. That's amazing. I don't know anyone else that's, that's, 
has that approach currently to their show. So is the current show that you're doing, is that the dating show? Or is doing a dating thing? show okay. in London, yeah. Um, and uh, I'll be doing it in New York in October. Okay. But I don't... It's not really got anything to do with dating. Oh, really? No, I thought, oh, this will be a TV format. I'll do this date and make people date in the mask. And then the tyranny of having to be funny once the audience is in, the uh-huh. dating just goes out the window and I'm just doing whatever occurs. Sure. And then sure. at the end, I go, oh, sorry, guys, we didn't really get around to the dating. <laughs> <laughs> but you're calling multiple people up and, and putting them in masks and having them interact? Is that yeah, they're sort of in kind of dating scenarios, but they're inappropriately matched. So they're just sort of chatting to <laughs> to try and find some common ground. Oh, that's hilarious. No... Right. Finding funny in the awkward. If I had a proper system, but it's run by a monkey. Imagine Tinder being run by a monkey. Oh, wait, and you we... know, and you can put this person with that, but that's not what they wanted at all. But uh, whatever, come on, on with the show. Wow, that's... that's... <laughs> Wow. So what? So so you don't have any script. You you go out there. You have. Do you have an order to the characters you bring out? I I do. I tend to start with two, and then I go to three. Or well, actually, that's not true. Whose show am I talking about? On oh, mine. I do. Um. I do a bit of crab up with the monkey at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Whoever the audience responds to the most, who sure. they like, it's sort of self-selecting. You think, okay, I think they want to know more about her. They, mm-hmm. they were listening and they were laughing. So, and I'll get her up, and then. She'll maybe pick someone and I'll get that. So it just builds and I try not to get in the way. I try not to impose my way on it and just narrate what naturally is happening and let it let it grow from its own little ecosystem. Absolutely. It's so hard. You have to really, really stop yourself from controlling. Because the minute I do, it's never as funny. It seems preconceived. I think, oh, that guy. You know, where I'll look at the audience from behind them oh, yeah. in the wings, and I think, oh, yeah, put that person, put that person. <laughs> and then you're just like, you're enforcing your will, and you're not mm. listening anymore, and you're not responding to what's happening. So, yeah, woe betide any time I try so that, and enforce but, my preconceived ideas. Yeah, but that, that's fascinating. So did you learn, I mean, is this just from all the shows that you've done and, and figuring that this works best for you or was this through your you know your mentorship with Ken or I think Ken had something to do with it he, he also had um, he had a huge belief in improvisation and um, mm. it's kind of a dirty word in theatre now it's as, as dirty as ventriloquism <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you know I've Fair. taken two uncool art forms uh-huh. um, but the, yes he, he definitely liked improv and but to a very high standard he was like there's no point in doing it unless it's better than the stuff people have written and, and he, he started a long time ago this troupe called the Showstoppers and they improvise musicals okay. and they improvise a new musical every night and they are extraordinary um, so kind of hanging out with them and watching them and everything I guess I thought I'll, I'll um, yeah I'll let go of my script sure I mean, it wasn't hard. It wasn't much of a script. <laughs> For years, I didn't even have any any act. You know, I used to have the monkey doing something dreadful to a pint glass. <laughs> I mean, there was no no script in that. So you actually felt freed when you when you when you left having to worry about yeah. memorization or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. But I had to do a tiny bit at a time, and I encourage anyone to do that. Just sure. do a tiny bit every time. Don't panic. If it doesn't work, stay in the moment. You know, respond to it, and and just keep going. Keep real. Don't lie. Sure. You know that's the thing that Stephen King says about writing. If you lie, 
people stop reading it, you know for your characters if you're making them say things they wouldn't say mm. it sort of doesn't work so you got to kind of keep a, an honesty with you so how do you so like maybe for beginners or people that don't realize it yet how do they how do you recognize if your character on stage is being perceived as lying they just won't laugh okay. the audience will just go mm. oh it won't he wouldn't it, have said that you broke it you somehow broke okay. it okay yeah yeah, yeah it won't, won't click right yeah but I mean, you probably do that in your own videos when you're just making stuff for, not for stage, but mm-hmm. you know, just content for sure. YouTube Social and whatever. Media. Yeah, I mean, I find all the conversations like like that have kind of life to them. That's really nice and yeah. honest, you know. Sure. So yeah, that's the stuff I I intend on growing rather than absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing these live streams on on TikTok for you know a couple hours a night just as practice for me and a way to engage Great, with an yeah. online audience and um, and to keep the character alive and fresh during COVID is because I didn't have any shows. Yeah. And so I actually birthed a couple characters through the live streams and then when I got into the stage they were kind of refined. Fantastic. It allowed me to figure out kind of where I needed to go with them and how far I could go with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and bizarre. Where do you draw inspiration from? Um, that's different all the time so I don't think I have one big answer for that I mean I'm always just looking for things that are interesting Mm. today I saw David Bowie clip Mm -hmm. of him saying always work for yourself Mm. never work for other people because try and remember what it was that you that brought you to this and you felt like there was something in you that if you could manifest it, it you would learn more about yourself but if you're working for other people, you don't do that. So that, that's like today's inspiration. We're seeing here that little thing. I sure. just thought that's gorgeous. Yeah, you mustn't think about what other people might want. You've got to, got to do it for what you want sure. it to be. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing because, you know, especially in improvisation with that, you have to believe in yourself enough to go out there and do it. Mm. And then also take the feedback, but kind of yes. take the grain of salt and know that every show is different yes and at the same time as you're doing it for yourself you've got to do it without your ego in a way mm-hmm. uh, and so i'm not really talking about that your yourself in terms of your like your selfishness but uh, more like what you whatever. might enjoy yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you can leave yourself at the door <laughs> well i saw um on your youtube channel you have some fantastic episodes of of you and and the monkey in therapy. Mm. What, what was the inspiration behind that? Was that something that happened during COVID or was that? Well, actually, Adam Megiddo, who plays the therapist, is a fantastic improviser. And he came okay. through the uh, Showstoppers and, and Ken Campbell also. So um, oh. I knew him from that. And uh, and we wanted to do something together. And I don't know. It just seemed like a natural thing to try him as a therapist. Sure. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I forgot your question. What was it made us? Oh, just to do like, that like when, yeah, was the inspir- Was that scripted at all, or was that also kind of just improvised and seeing where it, yeah. where it went? Because no, it has it a just... great crescendo to it at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I surprised him with that. I didn't have that in mind, but uh, yeah, I surprised him with that on the final one. Um, yeah, that really just went. He led it like a like a psychoanalyst would. I mean, he. I think he was married to a psychoanalyst, so he wasn't ignorant of the whole right. art form of psychoanalysis. Okay, he knew it? enough. Right. And um, yeah, so I just kind of went for the. I went for it as if it were, as if it were me turning up mm-hmm. for therapy with the monkey. What would happen? Yeah, dreadful. <laughs> and I do have an analyst in real life, but I've never taken monkey in. But I've got this very, really secret desire that I would, what would happen? She 
doesn't want me to. She thinks it would just be me back to my act. But I think I know, but that's me. You're like, you might have filmed this real quick for content. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I mean, it would almost just be too much. It would be very intense to sure. be to real therapy. Something, the room would be vibrating. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So what did, what did you do? Especially, as you know, COVID was difficult for everyone. Mm. And if a, with a ventriloquist, it's even more off because you've got all these voices and all these ideas and all these characters mm-hmm. that are now suppressed. So how did you deal um, with that? It took me a while, actually. Um, a lot of comedians that I work with made the transition quite quickly to Instagram or whatever. Mm. Just started doing that. But I was so involved with the audience and the work I was doing on stage. It was all to do with the audience participation. And... and you know, not just talking to them, but getting them up and hand-handling them and sure. putting masks on their faces. And I mean, it was so right. touchy. I was just like, that's never going to come back. I've been bugging up the wrong tree all these years doing something <laughs> that I'll never be able to do again. So I felt uniquely suppressed by that. I thought, okay, well, and then it took a little while and then I thought we have to just go back to monkey I'll just mm-hmm. do mainly monkey and then I started to enjoy zoom gigs after a while yeah and I started to find the audience through the camera and into their homes and talk, you know yeah. monkey was spent a lot of time looking very very close <laughs> like obscuring the whole screen um but yeah yeah it, it's interesting because it's got you know doing an online show has such a different tempo to it mm. and then you have yeah and you know just pausing for laughter is different when it's through skype you know? I know, it's really weird. Very, very you know, you don't pause, you just keep going. Yeah. And and I haven't done it very much live. I only do occasionally a live stream, but I very much want to start doing more of that. Um, yeah, I'm just about to. But then that, always I think, oh, just record it first and post it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm up for it. I'm going to do more of that soon. So do you do, you know, and to the same degree that when you have uh, inspiration on stage to uh, do an improvised bit or to talk to someone or to have have the monkey say something are you the same way in filming a piece of content i think so yeah okay yeah i think so i don't think there's a huge difference except there might be no one that i can see i don't know it depends i mean facebook live for example <laughs> i don't know if it's a bit old I don't know. you know happening facebook um, I, I, I don't use it. I use it. I'm, I'm no, on TikTok, don't, so I don't sure. even. Yeah. Exactly. I have a TikTok account. I have about ten followers. But uh, <laughs> I've actually filmed some stuff for TikTok with the, with the comedy company recently. So I'm about oh, to wonderful. unleash my stuff. But it's quite funny going on TikTok. There, okay, four hundred people <laughs> get a load of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're just getting like written questions or whatever, I can't read and do right. it at the same time. I can't do it. Um, yeah, I'll work on it. Work on that skill. Yeah. In case there's another pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> what is your uh, What is your favorite and or craziest travel story? I might have told it. It was when Monkey got lost. Um, craziest travel story. Or maybe like, or show show story, or you know maybe a point where you got to perform somewhere or with mm. someone or with a group where you're like, I feel like I've made it. I feel, I feel like this is oh, like I've made it. I've got I've gone to some peculiar places for rich people sometimes, and you don't know quite who you've performed for. Uh-huh. You think, what was that? That didn't feel normal. 
Like, were they criminals? Was that... <laughs> like you're in, in their living room or what? Yeah, because it's sort of private gigs sometimes they're a little bit discreet about who they are and you don't oh. want to, you know, show up, you don't know who they are. And then afterwards you think, I don't think they were good people. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was quite terrified I performed for the Queen. Um, that, was, that was a big gig. Um, monkey quaking. <laughs> I think that was oh, improvised as well, or was you, yes, you to some... a point it was. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 even then. Wow. Um, but uh, no, I mean that that's that's the the weirdest travel, the ones that I just think, okay, that was either mafia or I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I didn't feel safe, and I'm glad I'm out alive. <laughs> Well, that's well, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got uh, Peter Michaels Jr. And, and Jeff Golds here in the room as I well. Know, Jeff um, fantastic, uh, a team here helping us out. Uh, do you guys have any any questions? I want to see. I mean, I'm having so much fun here. I wanted to. I'm curious. Um, uh, you interviewed me when I was a youngster yeah. in that same room, you know, and that whole thing. What gave you the inspiration to do, and it's just comedically hilarious, but to do Monk like Jim Henson from below, yet do ventriloquism, the pan <laughs> in the film. Oh, you mean I'm sitting behind the chair with Monk? Yes. Yeah. It's not at all a choice anybody would make. <laughs> so I'm curious, what, it's brilliant, what, oh, yeah. why? Uh, why, why do I not appear in shocked? Yeah, but what gave you that idea? You do. That's the thing is, you do appear in the shot. Oh, showing up, showing up. I think I just enjoy revealing anything ludicrous that shows my commitment to the art form. I I, I find it's just pulling back the curtain and seeing the man working the Wizard of Oz. You know, (laughs) that's like that's for me the joy, and I like it. And and I like all those discrepancies uh, that make it seem ridiculous. Sure. Uh, the last video I made, I made a phone call to Monkey in my hand, and then I was just thinking, how do I hang up <laughs> when this isn't a phone and he's not even on the other end? But I have to bring it to a close somehow, and there ought to be like a, a you know, and then I just went, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, those kind of things, I think, yeah. When you've bought into your illusion so much that it's ridiculous, and you just have to cut it down at the, at the root. What is your advice for new ventriloquists and for working ventriloquists? Um, and they could be two separate answers. Or they could be the same thing. Just talk to the puppet a lot. Okay. Say. I mean, talk to the puppet privately. Why not? <laughs> I mean, we all get a bad rap for kind of being weird or talking to ourselves and all that stuff. But actually, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing and it, it does pay to do it. Um, and also, I think that splitting your... The monologue of your interior thinking into a duologue, you sometimes do just get a bit further mm-hmm. with it becoming a conversation. You, you do actually reach extra thoughts. I mean, I suppose academics, when they're building an argument, they're kind of doing well that and that and that and that. So it's not that different. And I think that's, um, yeah, that's probably where the gold lies. So lots of talking to your puppets. Absolutely. Um, and, and trying not to think about how you'll get a laugh and what will make you an impressive ventriloquist and look at that puppet and see what it looks like it's trying to say to you. Wow. Probably. 
That's that's wonderful. Um, a lot often with with the monkey, you will call out. Uh, he'll call out your character on stage as compared to his for being bland. Is that yeah. something that um, is <laughs> intentional and has your character on stage in relationship to your puppets um, changed over the years? Years, or have you just kind of mm. explored it more? Yeah, I think I may be. You know, I'm just dabbling in the slightly less bland waters of who Nina could be. But I think I, I've subtracted from myself in order to highlight his personality a bit. Sure. Um, and it's always seemed. I don't know, I like an affable zookeeper or something. <laughs> sort of. I'm a bit well weary. Oh dear, he's doing this. Well, it won't last long, don't worry. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I am left with. I'm sort of just a companion <laughs> who's unshockable but surprised all the time and very apologetic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a bass note. Um, I've just gone for a sort of basic bass note. But when I look at us on stage, obviously I know the inner workings of my mind mean that monkey is the true part of my thoughts, probably, mm -hmm. and uh, Nina's the construct um, for society. So, yeah, I think mo monkey's more likely to, to speak my truer inner thoughts. I had seen in a, in a clip you talking about how... Uh, during one of your shows, you have it where you become the monkey and you mm. actually put on a suit yes. of him. Yes. What's the What's the story behind that? Yeah, that's gorgeous because you're kind of cutting out the middleman. And sure. I work in comedy. Like I, I, I don't really work a circuit with ventriloquism or, or cabaret or anything. I'm, I'm on, in stand-up clubs and everything mm. alongside comedians. And so, I've I think there was part of me that was thinking. I don't feel like a real comedian because I've got um, a prop. Okay. And so I would have a bit of a chip on my shoulder about that and sort of feel like lesser, like here I am turning up with my teddy and all these people are integrated in themselves. <laughs> all they need is a mic and they get to say all the things, but I require this weird limb. <laughs> and so um, rather than putting the monkey away and sending Nina on stage, alone I thought that's the wrong way around mm -hmm. it's the monkey that needs to go around <laughs> so I got rid of myself and I did a, I did an improvised hour in the suit and it was hot and I had to lower my my breathing and my whole sort of inner tempo like I was going on like a deep sea diver you know those sort of people that don't go down with any gas they just go down I thought okay this is going to be an hour in here I have to be very low yogic Oh Nina and um, I submersed myself I really enjoyed it Monkey was kind of slow he was like he was quite slow but he was coming out with zingers and I was thinking I can't do stand up I can't oh, it's still wow. not as me it's it so, still takes a prop it's so fascinating yeah versus being behind the puppet you're in it now yeah, yeah. wow no it really was it, it was a revelation and as hard as it was to breathe and everything and to see and the temperature was insane mm -hmm. it kind of felt like my happy place I, like, well, I got to you know I got to be him completely so was this when you are in this this costume is this like a mm -hmm. self-reflective type comedic bit or are you still engaging with the audience and, and talking to people yes I was talking to people I was crowd surfing how do you I mean, how do, you I do that like, in a car like how yeah. do you see out and I mean I'm sure that you had to adjust and to figure out how do I need to move his head so I can see out. And I know. Well, I mean, while I'm in there and I'm just full monkey, you know, I, I'm <laughs> monkey all day, you know, let's crowd surf. And sure. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, dear me, 
it's not safe to crowd surf a sitting audience, but okay, <laughs> all right, whatever, whatever it is he wants, and, and I would do it. And, and I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't do that. So it's kind of a superhero costume of... of but just a really impractical one. But it's, it's his entire face that covers yours. His whole face inside, yeah. There's a kind of armature inside that goes on my face and his face sits outside. So the eye holes are a little bit far away. Okay. And that's, that's what I'm breathing through. Um, and I can just about see. But, um, yeah, no, it was a really interesting experiment. And, but the thing was, the audience is Miss Nina. I was like, really? Sure. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you present the dynamic yeah. of you and him back and forth. And yeah. I was going to say, like, the first time that you presented that on stage, mm. what was that like? Was it... What, me and him? Or right. When you, I was you, with, you in the costume him. after. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it was interesting without Nina. I just had to keep going forward. It was stand-up. It, sure. it, felt, it felt much more like stand-up. Um, wow. So it was, yeah, it was very new. And then I was kind of... Monkey was kind of angry when somebody said, where's Nina? <laughs> I almost sent him out. <laughs> Monkey almost sent him out. Like, that's not what this show is. You want Nina to go to a different show. Yeah. This, is, this is not that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it was really, really, yeah. Fully taken over. Wow. Fully taken over. I love that. So your last convention that you had attended was... was while that, ago. Was that for her master's voice when that was done? Or was that... No, one after. Or okay. maybe the one after that. It was... Yeah. It was 2011, I think. It was you came back like two or three years after. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I had a baby, so that tells me it was ten years ago, I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. What does uh, what does your What's kid think kid? about what you do? Um, I I don't know. I have an 18 year old and an 11 year old. Okay. I, I think they're all right with it. It's yeah. interesting enough of a job that they're all right with it but they're not lining up to become ventriloquists. <laughs> i think they'll be actors or something oh cool okay mm-hmm. wow so what's it like being back at the convention is it it, it was a little bit i mean it took me a while i only like dipped my toe in yesterday i was yeah. just you know i was kind of hiding in my room <laughs> oh i gotta go out there yeah uh, but uh, now i'm enjoying it very much sure. i'm gutted that there are no puppets in Venthaven. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so excited to go I mean, there. But um, museum looks good. But it looks good, and it's going to be great next year when I'm not here. That's going to be great. Well, what are your hopes for the future of ventriloquism? <laughs> it's not something. It's, I, very, it's very not something question. I naturally ruminate on. Sure. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I hope I dream of a world <laughs> where every serious politician and everything has a has a puppet on <laughs> that's what they're really thinking sure you know sure. let's go big with that dream uh i want it to change the world yeah something to be taken about the honesty <laughs> the honesty the, the honesty even sure. whether it's yeah, how grotty your soul is let's have it on display and let's all stop pulling the wool over each other's <laughs> eyes you know um and it also brings out like the the kind the kind part of people so yeah, I mean, I, I the I hope that ventriloquism will continue to develop. Um, I love Celia, the Spanish ventriloquist, yes. who does that act without a puppet. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. I've just seen that. Um, yeah, I I hope people will continue to do it, and uh, yeah, that it'll it'll stop having that sort of slightly old fashioned. Um, I always get asked in interviews what. Uh, 
what am I saying ventriloquism? What are, you know, and I hope it'll lose that stigma. It's such a dead art. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the UK, I think, more than here, because I think it's on the talent shows a lot here, and it's like, mm. but it's still a bit hokey over there. And um, But then anyone who sees a ventriloquist show, they don't remember that it's ventriloquism, they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. What would you say your legacy is that you're leaving the art? I don't know. Oh, it's it's like a terrible weird. brand of self-exploration, <laughs> psychoanalytical experimenting on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, the troubled one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've de- I've delved deep rather than to try to deny that there's anything sort of peculiar about it. I've really gone fully for whatever that is, mm-hmm. and I've spent so many years inhabiting this other character really from part of me it's 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 not just a character it's really part of me so it's a very unusual relationship that monkey is is something now it's sort of grown into a kind of nether being which is not it's not that it's not real so you make all the jokes all the time it's not real it's kind of become real right you know i mean obviously that puppet has no uh, veins but it's it's a thing in the world Absolutely. You know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he's your work colleague for so long and you're doing online content and, yeah. and shows and then the improvisation which just adds another uh, truth to it in the relationship mm. and just structures that even more. Yes. Um, wow, that's, that's absolutely phenomenal. Where can people find you online? Uh, online, well, the usuals. Uh, TikTok soon. Please join. Please watch me. Yes, on that. follow. I've made four hundred and one followers on, on TikTok. TikTok. Fantastic. And um, yes, uh, I'm, I do Instagram quite a lot, probably. But YouTube, actually, YouTube. Okay. But I never say subscribe. I never remember <laughs> to say subscribe. So I still get like my videos get a lot of views, mm-hmm. but comparatively speaking. Nobody's subscribing. They gotta subscribe. They gotta, they gotta like subscribe. the video, and they gotta turn post notifications on. Okay, good. Okay, all good. all those okay. three. I've got to learn to say that at the end yes. of every video. Yes, or, or have have the monkey say it. Yeah, the monkey yeah. say it. Well, what's your what's your app on social media? Is it Nina Conti? Nina Conti. Yeah, okay. fantastic. Yeah. Well, Nina, thank you so much for taking the time and being part of Landon Live. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Landon. All right. Carry okay. on your greatness, <laughs> and you guys.